What is up, everybody? Welcome into the G Sports Show, sponsored by Anchor, where you can set up your own podcast today by downloading it on all devices. I'm your host, Grayson Bailey, and today's topic of discussion on the show will be the upcoming NFL Draft, April 23rd through 25th on ESPN and ABC. I will be giving you your top 10 picks, just in my opinion. So without our further ado, let's hop right into it, starting with Joe Burrow, a quarterback at LSU, the big man on campus, the national championship winner, the Heisman winner, and many more accolades to go along with that, just in his one year at LSU. And his description, you can knock Burrow for the small sample size, but he flashed signs of what made him a special prospect dating back to 2018 tape. Anticipated throwing, advanced mental processing after the snap, and perhaps most importantly, the accuracy and willingness to fit past attempts into tight windows. Is it possible that he had the perfect storm of talent around him in Brady's pro-style system? Maybe, but I would bet on the traits that I just said before worrying about how much of a role the system played in his performance. Of course, we saw LSU succeed a lot last season, which was a big part because of Joe Burrow and his huge success at quarterback for the Tigers. Moving into our second pick with Chase Young at the second spot, the defensive end ripping through offenses like it's nothing always hitting somebody on the play, forcing fumbles, and just absolutely dominating out there. Young, being the second pick, almost feels as much as a lock as Burrow being the first pick. The Maryland native has already expressed his desire about coming home to play for the Redskins, and that's something owner Dan Snyder will love to hear. He also hopes that he's probably the best player in this class in a, pr- a premium position of value. The premium position of value is, of course, any spot at defense. Honestly, this is a loaded defensive draft, including Chase Young, of course, Derek Brown, Jeff Okuda, and players like that. And that would be a huge pickup for the Redskins or whoever would pick Chase Young at number two, the Ohio State University alumni, the beast. At the third spot, I have Isaiah Simmons, the all-around defensive player, but listed as a linebacker, player out of Clemson, the absolute beast, tackling, sacking, and intercepting the ball from all positions, just a really great all-around player. Whoever picks him, as a lot of teams obviously need that defensive player who can play a lot of positions, and Simmons is that player that plays all over the field, safety, slot, and even off the edge. And he provides a playmaking ability that could prove as the final piece to jolt an already talented defense over the top. It just depends on what team picks him. He would obviously bring a big jolt of energy to 
whatever team would pick him. Just a great all-around player. A big reason, really, why Clemson made it to that national championship game last year. Just made a huge contribution to the season all around. And that's why I have Isaiah Simmons at the number three spot in the draft. Moving on to the fourth pick, I have Jeff Okuda, the cornerback out of the Ohio State University. He's expected to go to the Detroit Lions, and if he does, that will be a great corner to fill the spot that Darius Slay left in Detroit. But you saw last year, Jeff Okuda just went off at Ohio State, had no pass interferences or holdings. You saw him talk about that at his draft day press conference. No pass interferences or holdings in his last year at Ohio State, which is very impressive, a feat that a lot of defensive players don't have. Um, A lot of players don't go even a few games without a holding or a pass interference, but Jeff Okuda went a whole season, which was 13 games. So I think he can be a valuable pick there at that number four spot for the Lions or whoever would like to draft him. Moving on to the number five pick, I have the big man out of Alabama, Tua Tagovailoa. Would have been the number one pick, most say, if it wasn't for that tragic injury that ended his season at the University of Alabama last season. Um... Whoever drafts him is obviously getting a great centerpiece at that quarterback spot, whether it's the Dolphins or any other team, which most likely Tua Tagovailoa will go to the Dolphins because if you can't tell already, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen are not cutting it for the Dolphins down in Miami. So Tua Tagovailoa could be a great centerpiece As a starter down in Miami, you saw Kyler Murray burst on the scene as a first-round pick and do great in Arizona. I mean, it may have not been until late in the season, but quarterbacks like Tua Tagovailoa and Kyler Murray, I know that might be kind of a sloppy comparison, but... I'd see Tua as a Kyler Murray bursting onto the scene and just take the team some places that it hasn't been in the past few years. So, yeah, Tua Tagovailoa at that number five spot. At the number six spot, I have Jordan Love, the quarterback, out of Utah State. Before I get a lot of hate on this, I just want to say about Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is an amazing quarterback. He just honestly didn't get the reps at Oregon, and here's why. Oregon was a great defensive team. Justin Herbert didn't get that many reps on offense. You saw it in the Rose Bowl last year against Wisconsin. The defense stayed on the field for the most part of the game. Justin Herbert didn't get that many offensive reps, and that's why I don't think he would be ready at the number six spot for an NFL team. But Jordan Love, he you can already tell he has that skill set to be 
a backup or starter in the NFL for maybe a low-grade team. But I'd see Jordan Love as a backup at that number six spot just because he may not have the skill set. It depends on what team drafts him. He may not have the skill set to start in whatever organization he's on. But then again, he might if he gets drafted to a low-grade team like the Panthers or such. So that's my analysis on Jordan Love. And believe me, I believe Justin Herbert can get a pick later in the first round. But I just think you take Jordan Love over Justin Herbert at this number six spot. At the number seven spot, the defensive tackle out of Auburn, it's Derek Brown. And here's the thing. He has tremendous size and a skill set for a player at his position. Obviously, for any player at football, he's just got a build like no other player in the league today or in this draft. He was a very disruptive force up front. And obviously, he can hold down any defensive line. I feel like he would burst onto the scene as a starter on that defensive line for any team because the defensive the defensive line, you don't see most people talk about multiple players on that defensive line. But whoever drafts Derrick Brown and has another good player on that D line. I think that I think that whatever team drafts Derrick Brown would be one of those teams where they have multiple good players that analysts and people actually talk about as a dynamic duo on that line. Rather today in the NFL you see only one player being talked about on a D-line. So, yeah, Derrick Brown out of Auburn at that seventh spot. At the number eight spot, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, Andrew Thomas. Obviously, you didn't see Jake Fromm, the quarterback for Georgia, get sacked a lot last season, mostly because of the efforts of the whole Georgia defensive line, but Andrew Thomas stuck out the most to me. And I'd see Andrew Thomas starting on an offensive line right away. A lot of teams need an offensive tackle, especially ones like the Buccaneers where you're trying to build a good offensive line around Tom Brady. You saw Jameis Winston get sacked a lot last season down in Tampa, but Andrew Thomas would be a good add for any offensive line at this point in the draft. So, Andrew Thomas at the number eight spot. And, yeah, that's basically it for him. Not a big scouting report on Andrew Thomas. But, obviously, he's an offensive lineman, so he won't have a big scouting report. But he is a good offensive lineman, and that's why I have him at that number eight spot. At that number nine spot, out of the University of Florida, we have the lockdown corner, C.J. Henderson. Obviously, you saw him lock up on a lot of wide receivers in man-to-man coverage last year. Of course, he did have the problem 
with dropping interceptions. But those do still count as knockdowns. And he had a lot of knockdowns last season, which is really good, (laughs) obviously, for a corner. I think he could burst onto the scene immediately for any defense in the NFL. I think you'd start him right away after drafting him. He is a lockdown corner and can do a lot of stuff on a defense. So that's why I have the lockdown C.J. Henderson at that number nine spot. At the 10th and the final pick for this episode, I have the quarterback out of Oregon. You know his name, Justin Herbert. He is projected to go higher in a lot of other mock drafts you see. But as I said earlier, I didn't really see enough out of Justin Herbert to put him at a higher spot than number 10. Obviously, I said earlier, he didn't have that many reps at Oregon because the defense was on the field so much. A lot of Oregon's scoring actually came from the defense off of pick sixes, fumbles. Oregon's offense could score efficiently, but some of the scoring did come from the defense because Oregon has a great special teams, a great defensive unit. And that's where they scored a lot of the points rather than on offense. And Oregon's just one of those types of teams. And I didn't see enough out of Justin Herbert to put him at a higher spot. And that's why he is at the number 10 spot in my mock draft. So, yeah. So, concluding it, at the number 10 pick, Justin Herbert. Thank you all for listening to this episode I'm your host, Grayson Bailey, and I'll talk to you next time on the G Sports Show.